0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of Thoughts While Cleaning. Uh, Just to introduce you to this podcast, in case you don't know, these are 15 minute segments I'm gonna be uploading daily while I clean, just thoughts while I'm cleaning. Uh, No expert advice on cleaning. Uh, If I do offer advice, I don't necessarily think you should take it. I don't know that much about cleaning, but um, I try to be pretty clean. And uh, I have some good news, news report, First, all the recycling is out of the house. It was taken down and it's now in my husband's Toyota Sienna. It's not quite at the recycling center yet, but that's okay. It's out of the house and that's what counts. And I basically don't have to look at it because I have my own car. Um, So right now, oh, and then the other good news is that I spent hours and hours and hours, maybe six or seven hours, cleaning over the past couple days to get rid of the roach smell in our apartment, and it seems like it's gone away. So I'm happy to report those two life improvements. Now I have the kind of cleaning left that is my least favorite to do, which is I have all these random papers and things, and things I probably shouldn't throw away, but I don't think I'm ever going to look at them. And they just sort of end up creating a pile. I have all this mail. I have my AAA membership mail. I don't think I need that. Ah, but there's something. Ah, and then I have, uh, I have this print-up. I don't really know what to do with this stuff. Uh, I know that in the, there's a book, uh, The Android Stream Electric Sheet by Philip K. Dick, and he talks about something called Kipple which is just like kind of all the stuff and electronics and everything that people accumulate but don't really need or know what to do with. And sometimes it just feels like I'm surrounded by kippel. And there's also, I feel like, I don't know if he said this, but I feel like there's also kipple of the mind too. Like we have all these sort of thoughts and things that kind of, I don't know, take us away from what we really want to do. So deep, right? There's always... Oh, I wanted to tell you this story. So, um... There is... I'm, like, really worried that I'm gonna sound like this guy whose play I went to see once. And his play was basically him folding a folded sheet and talking about his life. You know, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it also was... Not interesting. Pretty self-indulgent. And also, he just seemed like he thought he was really clever. And for that reason, among other reasons, it was a little bit cringy. I'm ripping up an old check right now that I don't need. Um, Happy Christmas. I like how my family started saying Happy Christmas now instead of Merry Christmas. It's totally a Harry Potter thing. This guy kind of, like, talks about this time when i used to have a fiance and he taught her how to fold a folded sheet but he, he goes in like really into depth and you can tell he thinks he's really interesting kind of like i'm really interesting and i i'm not actually making a statement at the same time and that's what makes this so subtle and interesting and boy i would really hate to be that person like i like making statements i like to say say things So I I don't want to be the kind of person that kind of skirts around things and tries to be clever. I think cleverness is really annoying when it comes down to it. So that's like kind of like the worst that this could be. But I also have to accept that maybe, you know, maybe I'm in a process right now and maybe it's just going to kind of look like that. And that's okay, even though it's not okay. But it's okay. I'm fine. I've, I've made great things. I can make something stupid too. It's okay. Um... Anyway, one thing I, I wanted to talk, I don't know if it like really sounds organic, but one thing I wanted to talk about was that when I went to see this guy's play, it actually wasn't for him. I didn't really know him, but his friend, I went to see my friend, my old roommate's play. So this roommate of mine, we lived with each other for a while and we got along really well. And... One day, to make a long story short, one day he decided he didn't want to speak anymore. He said, my mouth hurts, and I just, I came out into the kitchen one day. This is someone who I had a really good relationship with. I came out into the kitchen, and he was sitting at the table, and I don't, there was something like, he just had really, really negative energy. Like, I was like, oh boy, I don't know what's going on with him, (laughs) like, He, like, we have a good relationship, but I don't, I don't, I, I can tell something's happening, and I don't really know if I want to push the boundaries of my relationship with him and, like, really, you know, go in a direction where we have, like, an intimate conversation right now. But I could tell he just was, like, there's, he had really bad mojo. And then I was kind of, like, making breakfast, and he wasn't looking at me, and he wasn't talking to me. And then finally he said, My mouth hurts. And I've decided I'm gonna stop speaking to see if my mouth feels better. I was like, okay, all right, sure. So then within the course of a few hours, his mouth literally scabbed over and became like this weird like scab on his face. And then he did not speak again for years. He just stopped speaking. He had some kind of weird mental breakdown. And it kind of created... A, he ended up moving back in with his parents, but it created this, like, crazy tension that kind of lasted for months and months and months while I was living there. But then, like, I, he didn't speak for years. And I, I didn't really know him that well, so it wasn't like I was really in a position to be, like, his friend or something. But about two and a half, two years later, he approached me and he said, Oh. He said, Hey Juliana, I got better. Do you want to meet up? I'm gonna to come to New York. And I was like, sure. So we met and we were talking and and you know, I, I wasn't gonna be like, hey, what was up with that time when he didn't speak for two years? So we, we, he didn't really bring it up until the very end, and we were hanging out, and he was kind of like, oh yeah, that, I uh, I just needed to, you know, my mouth hurt, and I just didn't, I, I didn't want to speak for a couple years. And I was like, oh, okay, like, and he seemed like he really believed that that was true, and that he didn't have some kind of weird mental breakdown. And I was just, it made me really uncomfortable. I was like, does this person really think that that wasn't a thing. He didn't speak for two and a half years, two or two and a half years, I don't remember. And he thinks that's like, that doesn't, wasn't like a weird mental thing. He thinks his mouth hurt for two, two years. But anyway, he, maybe a year after that, he invited me to come see his play that he was working on. And that's where I saw this guy's play about the fitted sheet, that insufferable play. And so I went to see this guy's play, and it was called Mouth. And I was like, holy shit, like, what is this going to be about? What, what am I in for? So I go to see this play Mouth, and it had nothing to do with his mental breakdown. It was, like, a bunch of, like, sorry to say it, like, a bunch of, like, white people running around, like, shouting things and, like, doing things that made no sense. And, you know, I studied avant-garde film, so it's not like I'm not familiar with things being experimental, but it was, like, completely pointless. And it was, like, to me, I was like, oh, my God, why would you write a play called Mouth when you had a mental breakdown based on your mouth and then not talk about it at all? And that just kind of made me really angry and that was like in a weird way that was that was kind of like the end of the time that was like kind of when I was like I don't I don't know if I really want to be friends with this person like you know I can handle people like kind of going crazy and stuff but I don't think I can handle that amount of like not being self-reflective and I don't even think it was a matter of Like, oh, maybe he didn't want to talk about it with me. Sure, that's possible, but I I don't think that was the case. I think he just was like, my mouth hurt. Um, anyway, that's probably a really boring story. I mean, it's probably a really interesting story that I told very boringly. But I also told myself I was not going to try to re-record any of these. I was just going to submit them as is. Okay, I found another thing for my car um so i'm not gonna re-record that i'm just gonna you know upload it as it is and hope that it means something to somebody ow i'm kind of worried i have breast cancer kind of worried i have a lot of different things i think i have asthma i think i have a cavity i think i have breast cancer and i think i have what's the other thing uh oh celiac disease that i I might actually have and i might actually have uh asthma hopefully i don't have all of those i mean i could i mean technically I, i really could have breast cancer i just hope that i don't but i'm like the opposite i'm not exactly a um uh what do you call it? A uh, hypochondriac, because I don't go to the doctor. I just worry that I have these things and then I don't go to the doctor and I don't get it checked out. So I don't know what that makes me exactly. But I feel like a, hy- a hypochondriac is always going to the doctor and always trying to figure out what's wrong with them while I I just kind of am like, there's something wrong with me, but I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything about it. I'm just gonna sit around. Now this is annoying. I have these presents here. That I want to send people. And I haven't because I'm like too self-conscious. I'm like really worried they're going to judge my gifts. And every single time I worry about people judging my gifts, I don't end up sending them. And then they see me with the gift later and they're like, oh, I really love that. And you're like, oh, shit, I should have just given them that gift. I don't know what it is about it that freaks me out. But I just, I... I don't know. I guess there's something... I find there to be something, like, really shameful about giving somebody a bad gift. I guess there's something about it that makes me feel really vulnerable. The idea that I could give somebody a gift that they don't like. I don't know why it scares me so much. It's funny because, like, there's certain things I do and people are like, God, that's terrifying. How can you do that? And then, like, kind of normal people stuff I find really difficult to do. Like, giving someone a gift. I don't... Just being generally like cool and chill it's all very hard all right i'm kind of like really slowly putting this stuff away it's just these random papers that i have all the things i need to take care of okay they're in a drawer i gotta sort through that drawer that's gonna be something i do at some point i have had this dollar sitting here for months And because I haven't been in the mood to put the dollar in my wallet. So, big update. I am taking this dollar and I'm putting it in my wallet. And it's going to stay there until I spend it. Wow, that's really big for me. For a while it was $2 and then I ended up spending it on something This dollar doesn't really fit in here. Gotta get rid of these receipts. Well, that's for another time. I think my 15 minutes is almost up. And, you know, ah, shit. I think it actually, I think the apartment looks a little better now, actually. I mean, it definitely looks better without the, you know. I'm really excited about taking a bath. I think I'm gonna take a bath today. Um... I hope that story wasn't too boring. It's a really interesting story. I just, I'm kind of afraid I bungled it. I think I tried to tell too many details or something. Oh, okay, there's some stuff on my desk. There's some papers. I don't know what to do with these papers. I probably should throw them away. I used them as a reference when I made a gingerbread house and I didn't look at them once, but that's okay. I'm just gonna throw them away. It's fine, it's cool. Like, I'm not a bad person. Alright, bye. Okay, there you go. That's in the trash. That's in the recycling now. We have a new rule. When the recycling bin fills up, I just bought two recycling bins, then they go to the recycling center. No more sitting around for months, weeks and weeks of just overflowing trash on the ground. Not, no more of that. That's, that part of our life is over. Now things are going to go, go away, get thrown away. No procrastinating, no excuses. Oh, that's my timer. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode two. Um, I'll be back tomorrow when I spend 15 more minutes cleaning. Have a great day. Bye. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Thoughts While Cleaning. I spend 15 minutes every day cleaning and I record my thoughts while I do so. Um, So, what I have to kind of tackle today is the refrigerator. So, I kind of neglected the refrigerator. I know I talked a lot about, you know, cleaning up the kitchen and the bad smells and the cockroaches, Um, but I didn't really clean out the refrigerator. And I feel like you know, if you're dealing with like something like cockroaches and stuff, it's, you know, it's forgivable because they don't really live in the refrigerator, but it's definitely important to feel like you have a clean refrigerator. So right now I'm just going in and kind of going through stuff, and there's some stuff that's been in here a long time. I, oh, there is spinach. Okay, well I'm gonna eat that later. Um, there's definitely stuff in here that has been here since we moved in, which was June. That's not to say it's like completely disgusting, it's more like it's just been here a long time, and we're never gonna eat it, so we're gonna throw it away. I stopped eating gluten a couple months ago, and I still have all this leftover bread. I used to eat a lot of bread. I'm, like, moved to L.A. and I just become the most L.A. person ever. Oh, I don't need gluten anymore. Oh, God, I don't want to know what that is. Hi. Aye, 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 Um, Boy, I really am tempted to wash all the surfaces in here, but I feel like that's, like, a really long, much more than 15-minute endeavor. So I don't think I'm going to... All right, so I'm just pulling out all this pasta sauce, and well, this stuff is all still good. All this stuff kind of like lodge in the back here. All the one word I really like is uh, that I discovered recently. It's like kind of something they use in England, and they don't really use it around here. Is sundries, various sundries. I always thought they were sundries, and I was like, what are sundries? But no, it's sundries. It's just got a nice ring to it. It's like something we Americans don't say enough. Okay, is this pasta sauce good? This is the good good stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, Trader Joe's makes this insane autumnal harvest creamy pasta sauce, and it's basically the best thing. I had something I really wanted to say and I don't remember what a, what it is anymore at all. You know what I do have enough time for is I have enough time to quickly wipe down all the surfaces in here. Oh boy, here's the beer I was drinking before I stopped drinking. Not because I have a problem, but because it makes my stomach hurt. I'm such a limp. Uh, I can't do anything. You know, it's not so bad though. I feel like if you're not able to do something, I feel like drinking is not the worst thing in the world to not be able to do. (sighs) Honestly, I always used to say, if I have a choice between never having another drop of alcohol again and not drinking coffee, I will definitely take not drinking alcohol any day of the week, I don't care never been a big drinker except for that weird period in my early 20s but that's because i was kind of disturbed too i was traumatized i was dealing with my pain i mean i literally was it's not even a joke um all right so basically i got everything in the kitchen in the refrigerator cleaned out cleared out oh god i have this nasty ay ay. ay nasty soup I made and I kind of forgot about. Okay, so we're almost there. Got all this stuff out. I think I'm going to just leave the cheese drawer for now. That looks pretty good. I'll leave the, hey, you can't turn off right now. Um, I'll leave. I don't, we don't use the crispers. Oh geez, that was really loud. They're kind of like jammed in there. Let's see, there's, is this lemon good? This lemon's fine. A little teeny bit of vodka from that time when I was having one drink every month. I think I can leave that just in case we have company over and they want a quarter shot of vodka. And then, oh, my favorite thing, random like ketchup from fast food restaurants in a bag. Doesn't everyone just love that? That's what I want my life to be filled with is random little bags of things that you just kind of find for the rest of your life. Well, at least I'm taking care of this stuff. So, okay, so I got, I threw out everything I need to get thrown away and then I have two things of Tupperware. Oh, this is going to be nasty. Why? Oh, what well, God, why did I try to smell it? I just stuck my face right in. Sometimes I'm like a little sadistic. I mean, masochistic. Oh God, that's, oh God, that's really gross. I'm tempted to just, oh boy, it smells like literal shit. I'm tempted to just throw this Tupperware away, but I don't think I'm gonna be good, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wash it. I'm gonna let it soak overnight, though. Oh, that is toxic smelling. Ugh. It's funny how like a lot of things just kind of end up smelling like raw sewage when you let them sit long enough. Okay, this one shouldn't be so bad. This is the soup I made maybe, like, two weeks ago. All right. Doesn't smell good. This one. I don't even think I need to let it sit out all night or anything like that. I think it's just... Ooh. Okay. All right. So the worst of it's over. You got all that stuff in a bag there. Got that filled up with water to soak. Oh, that was a bad smell. (laughs) It's kind of like when you smell a really bad smell and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. But it's like kind of fun to be all dramatic about how gross it is. Yeah, I'm sure everyone can relate. Actually, I think that is something everyone can relate to. Oh, I knew I, I had something important I wanted to talk about, but now I'm like completely blanking. And I'll probably remember right before it's time to go. And by that time, it'll be a moot moot point. (laughs) I saw one of those Reddit posts called I am very, and the I am very smart one. And it was someone arguing about what moot point means. And they were being really condescending, but they were also completely wrong about what moot point means. They thought moot meant stupid. And they were being just insanely condescending about how stupid the other person was for using moot in a way that they thought was incorrect. I mean, that's what Google's for. Just, like, before you, like, are really, like, condescending to someone. Uh, You shouldn't act like that anyway, but at least use Google first. Like, before I, you know, really... No, I try not to be condescending ever, but... Before I like offer feedback or something, I'm always gonna kind of Google like, is this right? But maybe that's I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a little kid or something. Maybe it's because I'm a woman. I don't know. I don't like being wrong. Well, I don't mind being wrong. I don't like lording myself over other people when I'm wrong. Fortunately, I tend not to be a lorder. I wonder what really important thing I wanted to talk about today, considering I'm just talking about a moot point. You know, I decided I think it's okay if, like, you know, when I'm doing this, if I just kind of, like, you know, I can be silent, too. Like, sometimes you're not thinking when you're cleaning, so I feel like it'll still be pretty realistic if I just stop talking too I mean, not, I mean I'm not talking <clears throat> I'm not like t- ah, paper towels fell on me I'm not like you know what it's one thing I do a lot is I sing well normally I'm listening to something but I also sing while I'm cleaning too if I don't have something to listen to and I end up singing like the weirdest things like the other day I found myself singing what, what is it Um, it it was that it's that ludicrous song it was like one particular part from it not the part where he says what's in the bag what you got in that bag it was no it wasn't even no it wasn't roll out it wasn't roll out I'm surprised I have not heard a resurgence of that song considering the early 2000s are I wish I could say coming back in style, but are fully back in style. Unfortunately, what a talk about a dearth of culture. Ugh, yay, yay, The early 2000s. It's funny how you don't realize how bad they are. You just think you're really cool. You know, I have to say, like most of the time, almost every decade. Lately it's just kind of imitating another decade, but they have their own spin on it. But I will say like The early 2000s and like things like jinko jeans and stuff That's pretty creative like I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like Jinko jeans. They're so impractical. They were just like let's make the most practical clothing we can. Pants Pants are just too easy to put on. Pants are too easy, let's just make them balloon out, (laughs) let's make them really, let's add more difficulties to people's lives, especially teenagers, there's not enough going on with teenagers, let's give them pants that'll just constantly be getting ripped on the ends and dragged all over the ground, and yeah, good idea. I was reading somewhere that the best, the, oftentimes the most successful ideas are people that just take something that's already happening and do it a little bit better, or maybe not even better, just do it a little bit differently or market it or something, and uh, yeah, so you actually in some ways don't want to be the innovator, you don't want to be the first person, You want to be the second person. Somebody else... I think part of it is that once an idea is out there, even if it doesn't pick up, it's in the zeitgeist. Like, people are thinking about it, even if they don't even know about it consciously. I mean, I've noticed that... Oops, I dropped my phone. I've noticed that... And they've done studies about this, too. But even on days when... You know, I, I don't need to be, like... Online or checking my phone or anything, but if there's a day where a lot of people have the day off, it's kind of harder for me to focus because I think collectively people are just hanging out more, and it makes it like that hangout energy is in the air. And uh oh shoot um so like you know I I always aim to do some work on like. Christmas or something, but I, ah, no, I don't really try to do work on Christmas, but if I ever do try to do any kind of work on a national holiday, even if I don't have any plans, it's much harder than doing work on a regular day. And I think it's because the collective human energy is like very social or a little bit chaotic. Oh, let's throw those away. Wow, okay, I'm like almost done with this. I wiped down, let's keep those spears for someone else. I threw out all the nasty stuff. I, um, wiped down the inside. Now the fridge is really clean. And supposedly that is good feng shui. And, oh, eggs, don't wanna forget those. And that's important because your refrigerator can be related to abundance, which means if you have like a bunch of st- stuff in your fridge that you don't ever want to use and you're never going to touch it, but it's filling it up, then that means your life is kind of filled up with all this stuff you don't really need. And I've been feeling that in my life a little bit, so yeah. Is that my time? Is that my time? Please, God! Huh. One, and yay! Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Please tune in. I'll be back tomorrow. All right, bye.